Today on the Av Podcast, we celebrate one of the great albums of our generation. And thinking about it now, I can I can honestly say this is regardless of genre. I'm joined by DJ Chris Nice at Walker Productions as we break down the 25th anniversary of Buju's Till Shiloh album. We discuss our top five favorite songs, the impact that it had on the West Indian community, and the surprising response of Buju's transformation into a more conscious artist. If this album grants him that universal love and so much more. Before we begin, I'm here to let you know that the season five premiere episode of The Stoop will be out on Monday on the South Shore Ave YouTube channel. So you could definitely check that first episode out. I'm going to get into more details about that later in the show. But make sure you hit and like the subscribe button on that. Leave your comments, all that, all that. And you also know that South Shore Ave is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for you, that could mean you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, you can listen to it on TuneIn and Alexa, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows on South Sharav Radio. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows. Give it that five-star loving. Ooh, you know I love that five-star loving. Hit the like button, the favorite button, anything that just supports. Thank you, so I appreciate that. And check out SouthSharav.com to catch up on my entire catalog of podcast shows. Once again, that's SouthShoreAve.com. And one more time for the people in the back. In the back, can you hear me? In the back, that's SouthShoreAve.com. It's the Ave Podcast with Cal C on SouthShoreAve Radio. At the end of the day, especially, you know, during these days and times, I think we just all want to be loved, you know? Not not for, for who you think I am and not not even for who you want me to be. Could, could you love this podcast for me? Like, for me? Like, real love, though. There might be some strings attached. Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast. Uh, my first guest is a longtime friend of the show. You can listen to him every Friday from 4 to 6 on My Line Radio, his Grooves and Rhythms Mix Show. And he just recently got into the podcast space with his new show, Limer's Corner, which you can tune in to his YouTube channel. But I'll let him break it down for you afterwards. Uh, please welcome DJ Chris Nice to the show. How you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's up, everybody? Yes, sir. And my next guest has his shows as well on My Line Radio, Walk Hours and island fusion fridays every thursday and friday from 2 to 5 p.m and 6 to 8 p.m respectively on my line radio and this is the first timer to the show please welcome Walker productions to the show aka kevin from rock and soul for all you old school heads they used to visit the store back in the day how you doing today sir <laughs> i'm good i'm good what's up everyone thanks for the uh invite thanks for the call man Me much appreciated no problem no problem uh, so I brought you guys on my show today to discuss this legendary and classic album, which originally was released in the summer of 95, but um, they're actually re-releasing the album on December 18th with remixes. Um, I think they think they remixed a couple of tracks, mainly an acoustic version of Not An Easy Road. This album initially debuted at number 27 on the, on the U.S. hip hop and R&B charts, which eventually went gold, which for a reggae album is enormous. And he went on to, you know, from a guy that was flexing most of his skills in the dance hall space to becoming more conscious, which is at the time, I think, was very surprising for some people. Um, but it turned out to be timely because 25 years later, we're still talking about this album. 
But with that said, as DJs, and uh, like I said for you as Kevin, as somebody who, who actually owned a record store at one point, as men who's lived this culture, especially as DJs, what were your impressions on Till Shiloh when you first heard about it? So, Kevin, I'll start with you. Man, let's just put it this way. When, when knowing the history of Buju and knowing he had that dancehall raw uh, element to him of the slackness that he first came out with, mm-hmm. and then the difference with the Till Shiloh album was a total change. It, it seemed like a boy now became a man. And the level of consciousness from this album was phenomenal. The response back then, uh, sales-wise, of the CD, of the record, were uh, uh, amazing to see. One, the change, and how welcome people were to such a change in, in, in an artist from one sort of genre to the next, from the dancehall to the conscious vibe. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Full, full, solid album, without a doubt. Hmm. And what about you, Chris? I got a cool sign that, man. I definitely got a cool sign that. What I've always loved about this album is how it touches both sides. Like, it, if you, if you want to hear it in a club, it's got some joints that, that it's perfect for the club setting. If you want to just, you know, breathe out at home, it's perfect for that also. I mean, listen... There's some tracks on here. I don't smoke weed. I've never smoked weed a day in my life. But there's some tracks on here that made me at least think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Put you in that mindset. Yeah, for sure. Put for you sure. in that mindset 100%, man. Classic, classic, classic album. This, is, this album will always be a part of my collection. I can never get rid of it. Absolutely. But what, what, what's what's crazy is that is like what made him change to like to that degree? I know he got into Rastafarianism, but like what was it just that alone? Like what you know what I mean? Like it's it's just a different like flip that switch. Like it's so different to go from one not one extreme, but like one sort of you know culture that kind of thing to like totally conscious and but then it's also like completely legendary at the same time. Like it's almost like I don't know. It's like it's it's like nobody knew that was in him. You know what I mean? Well, like, like you mentioned, though, the, the, the timing was right because the Rastafarianism he was, he was into, he got into. And, I mean, I've done my research on it as well. And to know that Buju had gone through some losses at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Some, some school friends who were, who were DJs at the time were, were killed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what, okay. that's what Murderer was all about. I mean, he, he lost his boys like uh, Panhead and Dirtsman both got killed right around those time. And they were both school friends. So that along with the Rastafarianism, change his perspective of trying to get the message across to people to change their ways about, you know, put the guns down and, and just, just, just cool out for a minute and just, right. you know, don't take things for granted. So, again, it was an evolution for, for him and the growth that he went through, again, from, from boy to man. That's, that's how I can sum it up. It's, it's interesting because, like, I, I know for me when I think about this album, like, I it just brings me back to a time where I can admit like I, I admittedly strayed from my roots at that time when that album came out because like I was in high school I, you know I was graduating from from my high school in Montreal and around that time Kevin I mean this is this is 1995 we were like 95 yeah right in the middle of probably one of the greatest eras of hip hop that ever existed during that period oh of my time. gosh it was it was it was dumb it was dumb the amount of like great artists and classic albums that was coming so i was highly influenced by that back then that timing was amazing that i mean not only hip-hop i'm not taking anything away from hip-hop 
But hip hop, R and B, reggae, mm-hmm. the '90s time, it will go down in history. Oh yeah, with, yes. without a doubt, as being one of the most impactful times for the the quality of music that was coming out. Yeah, and and think oh, and, yeah. and think about it because a lot of those stars that were like major back then from you know like even like to skip genres like a mary j blige and you mm-hmm. know a nas and these certain guys and a buster rhymes or all these people they're still making waves to date so i think that's yeah, the, that's, that's, right. that's the part that shows you like the longevity even reggae like you know you're, you're thinking like beanie man and bounty they, they did a versus early this year that like i think it actually changed the culture of verses right like oh it it set the tone but i, I don't think they've been able to 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 measure up to that yet no no but you can see like just even from that alone they they've changed they completely changed their format after that because it was, it yes, was such an that's impact. right but, I, but I, i'm saying like 25 years ago like these guys were having an impact then so it's like it's just crazy to see like how some of these guys or some of these ladies have such a, a, a huge stake in this game still but go, but going back to what i was saying before like i was so highly influenced by that back then i didn't i didn't take this in the way that i probably should have and like, and I knew, and don't get me wrong, I, I knew Buju was amazing and, and I like the, the, all the dance hall songs and stuff. And like, I just wasn't paying it too much attention, not as much as like Illmatic and all this stuff that was going on. Right, 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 right. right. And, right. It, and then even when, when this album dropped, like I didn't pay it too much mind. But the one thing I'll remember though is um, I was, I don't even remember what award show this was, but he happened to come on some award show and he performed maybe like a few months later or a year later after the album was, was released. <laughs> And yo, when he was done, the entire crowd gave him a standing ovation. Like it was like like Marvin Gaye just finished performing or, or Bob Marley just finished performing. <laughs> White people, everybody was just everybody was on their feet. And I'm like, yo, did I did I miss something here? Like I'm Do you like, remember the song you did? No, I, I don't remember. I can't remember the name of the song, but I just remember after you performed, everybody gave him a standing ovation. And I'm like, Yo, okay, I'm clearly missing something here <laughs> that it just wasn't yeah. resin- like registered with me initially. And and then, you know, when I finally took in the album, I was like, shit, okay. All right, I I, I get it. Like I was I was late to the party, man. I I That's okay, you still made it. <laughs> <laughs> I came in at one o'clock before last call. Yeah, but- <laughs> you, you you still made it. <laughs> but but that was that was a thing. Cause I especially back then, I was such a big Shaba fan. I was a big Super Cat fan, and I, I was mm. I was a huge Capleton fan, and it was like at that time it was it was almost like I didn't have room for a fourth to to give it proper <laughs> attention. Like this is just the way you thought back then. Like it was dumb, but it was just the way I thought back then. But it is like well, he forced you to find a to find space for a fourth. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And 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 yeah, that, that voice, man. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, just saying that voice. Yeah. You know, like his voice was just so so like unique so different like it jumped out at you and, and i love artists i love artists like that like artists where their voice is so unique as soon as you hear them it's like you know who that is mm-hmm. and, oh, without and, doubt. Then, and then there's yeah. somebody else whose voice is, is is the same it has the same kind of energy as soon as you hear them you know who who it is but they're not the same style as that person like to me that's what i miss about music where you can have 10 artists but all of them sound different, different and all of them have their own style. Like, I love them. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, along that line, I mean, you will find that people came out and wanted to sound like those top name artists. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's, what's the saying? I mean, imitation is the best form of flattery. So there were people that came out after Buju 
that were looking to sound like him. Sound like him, yeah. So when you know yeah. that's going on, you know that, that that artist has definitely set a different trend or, or starting to pave enough, another way entirely. Yeah, so, but it's yeah. beautiful. It's like in sports also, it's the same thing. It's beautiful when you, when you see somebody that is different. They don't want to be like anybody else, and their style is so unique, and they're so talented that yeah. they just open up a whole different box. Like you've never heard this before. Yes. You know what I mean? I would find that's, that's unique. That's, that's what I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for something like an artist when you're playing certain tracks that, that they're just different, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just completely different. And I think it's kind of representative of the time too, just to, to touch on what you guys are saying too, because, you know, you, you, you look back and you think, Back then, it was it was an insult if I sounded like Kevin and Kevin sounded like Chris or Chris sounded like me. It was an insult. You know what I mean? Back like, then, yes. People yeah. took that very personal. You know, that yeah. if, if you came out sounding like me, if your beat sounded the same, like people took that very personally and just in black music period. You know, mm -hmm. whereas now it's like, like I always joke and say like, what, especially like with R&B and stuff, sometimes after a song's done, I have to wait for the, for the host to be like, yeah, that was so-and-so by such and such. And you're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because like, it just by listening to the song, I'm like, I, I have no idea who this is because they all <laughs> sound they all, the same. Everybody sounds yeah. the same. It all sounds oh, similar. Man. So it's like, I, I, I actually don't know who this is. And when they say it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's so-and-so. But it's like, it's, but it's like, it's, it's much more harder to find those unique those unique voices and that unique sound, you know, yeah, that, that's so true. You're, you're Cal, you yourself and Chris have just made some very strong points as to, for me, why I keep reverting back to the older music, the, the, the timeless classics where you could distinguish the voice of somebody, their style, because not like today, everybody sounds like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So true. And you know, what's crazy too, because we spoke a little bit uh, over the weekend, but I had a chance to go back and listen to this album, obviously, before I was pre uh, prepping for this. But um, mm -hmm. when I was listening to it's rare that you see something like this. But the first like eight or nine songs, man, my oh, Jesus Christ, it's classic. Like, yeah, there's, there's not like a song you can say, ah, you know, let me listen to this after. Like, I literally listened to like every song up until like maybe like I don't even know where I stopped and said, OK, let me skip this one. And I didn't skip it because it sucked. I just skipped mm -hmm. it because I'm like, OK, let me. I don't have this much time left. Let me just continue listening right. to the rest of the stuff. But it was like, yo, like, like it's a murderer's row. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like yeah. The first few songs, like it's crazy. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna pull this up right now just so I, <laughs> just so I can. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm looking at the CD in my hand right now. I mean, I in the last few days I've played it easily five times. Yeah, but I, from but top, I, from top to bottom. Yeah, it's in, it's it's insane. It's insane. Um, so with that, let's discuss the top five songs off the album. Now, I, I initially wanted to, I was thinking of getting you guys to rank them, but I think this is going to be too difficult and I don't want to kind of put that pressure on you guys, seeing that you guys are upstanding men in the community. Yeah, that's a tough you, one. That's pressure, enough, man. That's pressure. pressure. That's pressure. pressure right you have enough pressure on yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to put the pressure on you guys, but Chris, I'll, I'll start with you. What are your, what are your top five songs off of this album? Ooh, top five. Well, you know what I'm. You know what I'll say with this. Um, what I love about this album, why I was so like, like, like in love with this album is, is like I said earlier, this album had two vibes to it. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm in a club mood or I'm playing in a club, my there's there's times in a club where I'm doing a reggae set, 
a dance hall set, and I said, and I'd look at the crowd. This is like back in the 90s, and the crowd, the crowd's building, and I said, okay, I'm going to drop something that's going to that's go from building to we're going to need a new roof. <laughs> and that song for me was Rampage. Mm. So when Rampage would come on, it would be like a rap. You know the you know the gunshot that yeah, that yeah, starts yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you hear like that, pow, pow, and then he would come in, it, it would just cause like mayhem. Like I've seen that song just destroy parties. So it's like anytime I was building, building, I said, okay, I want to take it to a point where there's no coming back. I would mm-hmm. I would mix in a you know a tempo like rampage like, and it's it would just be crazy. So. Rampage is definitely, definitely in my top five for that for this album, one hundred percent. Only Man is another one. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't even. The amount of times I've bought that in a mix and just watched play, the place go crazy. Oh yes, yeah. just the whole vibe, the energy, of, and all that of that song, just ridiculous. Murder for me was powerful, mm-hmm. like. Murder for me was there was just something special about that song. The lyrics, of course, just the the, the whole vibe of the song. I mean, priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Was, I'm saving my last one for number one. But um, what else would would I would I put in there? Would it be Champion? That's not. That you know what? Maybe you can't knock that one. Oh, I know. Not an easy road. Yeah. Ah, now we're talking. I've had times where my life was up and down in the business. You know, there's times I was stressed. There's times I wanted to even quit the music business. And on a song like this, I remember playing it sometimes. And it's like it was just talking to you. Mm-hmm. Not an easy road, definitely. So Rampage, Only Man, Not an Easy Road, um, Murderer, mm-hmm. and my number one that would have me. Listen, they would play this at parties and lose me sometimes. If I was at a party and they played that, my mind drifted away and I was actually seeing the motherland. I was there. And if you're into that culture and you're doing your readings and all that for years, this song touched your soul and it just brought you right back. It brought you straight to the motherland. And that was, uh, till I'm late to rest. (laughs) Jesus Christ. To this day, (laughs) that song to me is my number one song of this album because it's, that song is me. Like when I hear that song, it's me. It's how I think. You know, I, I felt this song in my soul. Like he he got to my soul when he did this track. You know what I mean? Like like this song, I still sing it to this day. To this day when I play it, like on my mix show or whatever, a lot of times, you know about this, Kevin. You'll drop a song and you find yourself just standing, staring. Yeah. And you're in the yep. middle of a mix show and the song's just playing away. And then it's you still have to play it. Like, oh shit, I got to <laughs> yeah. mix something in. <laughs> That's what this song does to me to this day. It, it has me like, it's like I'm traveling to the motherland and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm with my people and I'm, I'm in that universal energy. And man, this song to me was just, was just precious. I mean, this whole album is precious, but that, if I had to be forced to make a top five, that, that would be my top five. That's, that's a that's a tight top five all the same, man. <laughs> but yeah, tight, tight, that's tough. tight album. Yeah, yeah, that's and and this and this is this is why this question is hard because especially like when you look at a great '90s album because to to us back in the day, you know, especially for my generation, we used to go by the what what we ranked as a really good album is if seventy five percent of the album was dope. 
So mm-hmm. so like if right. there was like if like half the album was good, we'd be like, ah, it's okay. You know, right. but if seventy five percent of it was dope, you're like, yo, you gotta get this. This is this is a great album. Anything higher than that was like, okay, now it's like we're gonna this is a classic now. We're gonna be talking about this like ten years from now. Cause that, and that's the thing, like some of the great albums that like some of my favorite albums that I love, especially like say like hip hop wise, even back in the nineties, like for example, I'll say like a Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders mm-hmm. is like eighty five to ninety percent like just all just hits great albums, like e- great songs. Even oh, yeah. even the fillers are classic. Yeah, you know the what fillers. I mean? Even the, yeah. even the fillers are like the songs, the songs that didn't make radio that wasn't in the clubs. You're still like, holy shit. You know, like, mm-hmm. for example, that I find this, this is where it gets hard to try to pick a top five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with you now, Kevin. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> After all of that, you're going to chime me in, man. <laughs> are you serious? Uh, I have to, I have to agree with Crystal. I mean, the how Buju t- touched on both the conscious level and the openness of of you you know your mind mm-hmm. of changing your ways compared to the dancehall stuff that he has on here too. I mean, he he had both genres locked at that time, oh, yeah. no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so song wise, oh Cal, what are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> uh, I I've changed it around four times, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've changed it up. So I have to. I have to go with Murderer for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just gonna go. I'm looking at the album right now. So I'm gonna choose it in, in chronological order because I cannot put it in, <laughs> charted order. There's no way uh, there'd yeah. be some yeah, kind of yeah, injustice going along. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Murderer to start things off only because of the the reason for the song. Yeah, the impact that it had on on the culture at the time, how it changed oh, people's. Yeah perception of, of what life how important life is and you know how short life can be at the same time and how how you calling yourself a bad man you know yeah when you all you did was take somebody else's life right mm-hmm. right um that's like killing somebody's mm-hmm. spirit that's killing their family that's killing their seed you know that yeah. kind of thing because that was that was a very heavy 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 song it's more uh, than just squeezing a trigger yeah. yes that's it and i mean at the mentality that some people were at it seems so easy, but when you, yeah. in retrospect, you look at like, wow, that's when you listen to those lyrics, it's it's very deep. And for him to have done that at that time, because of the losses that he had, it it even brought it home even more for people to really take note of, man, like he's gone through this. So let me mm-hmm. let me try to think twice, you know. Yeah. You did it um, <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure, for and sure. And you're taking out like somebody's foundation too, right? Like that's because again, yeah. like I said that's somebody's brother, that's somebody's, you know, husband, you know, like that's somebody's best friend, that's somebody, you yep. know, like you don't know what this this the per that person had to a bunch of people. Like your your wife, that's you're it. hurting a bunch of people, not just one, right? That that's it. And too. like like Chris said, man, it's just pulling a trigger, right? So how mm-hmm. what really you that bad that bad of a man that you can pull a trigger and walk away. And, and not feeling anything, so that people that song had people feel what it's like and really have them question as to their motives if they were going to go down that road, right? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Leading on to the next one, I'm going to go with uh, not an easy road. That tune, tune, tune. Like what Chris is saying in terms of things that he went through through his career in the scene. Mm-hmm. Just the, the the message that has you realize that whatever it is you have to go through keep going through it yeah. and it will happen right 
Again, mm-hmm. the road is not going to be easy, but you just have to either you're going to be on a rough road at some point in time or you have to pave your own road, whichever way. You just got to stay on it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Touching on the next one, this is my number three, is uh, Only Man. And I, I, will, I, will, I will tell you why. Because that rhythm took over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and Bujo's song, and I'm going from the retail standpoint, mm-hmm. Bujo's song was the last song released on the rhythm. Oh, really? And Yeah. And I cannot tell you the amount of people that came into the record store saying, listen, you got a new Bujo? You got a new Bujo? Everybody wanted it in our 45. Mm. So it's flying off Everybody the shelves, was, even though it was the last, the last song on the rhythm. Right. So when Bujo's, when that song dropped, my gosh, it was a good closeout to the rhythm, though. It was a good oh, closeout yeah. to the rhythm because I don't think anybody would be able to come after that <laughs> and have the impact that Bujo had. And not to mention the way he actually recorded it was different than most of the other artists because he had a little breakdown in the beginning. Mm. That's the when he when he came in, right? So that one stands out for me because dancehall was so big at that time. Right. All right, pressing on. Oh man, you're killing me here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta say, I want to be loved. The reason I say I want to be loved is because it really took me back to a Bob Marley kind of positive kind of feel. Ah, you stole my period. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that like that song, it's got a nice, a, a great bounce to it, but at the same time, a great message. And it, I mean, it's just a positive song. There's, there's, there's no way that you can look at it and say, you want to be loved. But at the same time, it's, it's a conscious thing to say, okay, well, love yourself first and then go ahead and, and share that with everybody around you. So everybody's having a good time. Everybody's in a, a good state of mind, you know? Right. With no strings attached. No strings. Yes, you don't know. <laughs> don't love know. it. Love it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, to close things out, uh, I, I have to so, go. So, what do we have so far? So, we have Murderer. We I think, have, yeah, we have Murderer. Only Man, Wanna Be Only Loved. Man, yeah, Wanna Be Loved. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go ahead with uh, It's All Over. Mm. Now, I didn't, I, I wanted to go with Champion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because Champion was a boss tune. Oh, but the It's time. All Over, the way that It's All Over hits, yeah, yeah, to me, it's just like, it's like, it's like how you would end a dance. I've come on, I've done my set. Boom, it's all over. Boom, shut, lock off. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've served this place, rocked the dance, and I'm I'm out. Drop the mic, kind of, it's all over. Mm-hmm. You know, so Buju was, Buju was already, was sort of laying his feet in the cement. Not in the sand, in the cement. The cement. Mm-hmm. Of what he, what he did with this album. And, and uh, for me, in terms of that song. With the flat, with the fans nice. blowing on the cement to make sure it gets hard and faster. Yeah, man, drive quick, you know, drive quick time, quick, quick time drive. <laughs> so no, those would be my five. I mean, I can pick another five, but we, you can't no, go down you, that road. You, you could. I no, would, that's a good five, man. No, that is a good five. I what I would say for me picking this is, it's funny in my late teens and in my twenties. If you asked me what my top five would be, it would be different than it would have been in my thirties. And it would be different than what it is now. Wow. Right? Like it's just the because, album Yeah. The album stands that test of time for you. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, because I'm impressive. like yeah. I'm like now I'm like, yeah, there's you know, there's some songs that it doesn't matter what 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 age I'm at, it's gonna be in that top five, but there's a couple mm-hmm. of changes here and there. So for for this is what I'll say for now. This is based on 
my feelings on it right now. You might ask me next week. I might come up with a different list. So, <laughs> so I, I would I would say if I had to put a top five, I would say champion is champion is definitely there. Um, both the original and the remix. Um, and, and, and and I think champion hooked me in because again, being that that hip hop wildflower at that time, you know, the yeah. champion remix, like it pulled yeah. me right. Like that, the West Indian roots yeah. of it pulled me with the hip hop. I'm like, okay, because remember right. back then that was big too, right? Like hip hop that became big. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop. I think that yeah. I think Champion was actually one of the earlier remixes that actually that 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 made it cross Ooh, over yeah. into the hip hop scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had a California vibe to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the West Coast sounding kind of track. Yeah. Yeah, that that and uh and yeah. Capel and Dope. Capleton's um oh the my tour. gosh tour right tour yeah oh yeah what yeah so those those were the that, two that, that were that like was sick. those are those are the two that was crazy um I would say if, uh, I guess I'll try to rank them I guess I'll, while I'm looking at my list I'll try to rank it uh let's say you know again as of right now where I'm in my life I'd say Murder is number four um. Mm. Ooh. The champions number five. Too. Champions, yeah, champions number five right now. Um, so Cal's doing a count countdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at this. Um, <laughs> I would say murderers number four. Till I'm laid to rest is number three for me. Um, yeah, big song, man. Number two, I would say is oh man. Uh, you know what number two? Uh, you know what number two? I'll, I'll say is "Want to Be Loved." Um, again, yeah, super conscious track. song. Yeah, it's a beautiful record. Like, what can you? Yeah, there's nothing you can say. There's not nothing you can say bad about that record at all. Like, it's just nah. It's a, nah, it's amazing. No way. And I would say "Not an Easy Road" is number one for me too. I, I would actually. You know what? Let's flip Dude, it. Nice. Let's, Let's flip, let's flip it. Number two is not an easy road. Number one is "Want to Be Loved." Let's be different. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Our choice is all the same, man. Our choice oh, yeah. is all the same. No, it's tough. Man. Oh yeah, it's tough because, and like I said, I, and to me, it's a great album. Like it's like I know it's in the reggae genre, but it's such a beautiful album where you can like I look at this and I'm like, okay, you can actually compare it to some of the greatest albums that you've heard. Period. Like what doesn't matter what the genre is, you know what I mean. So when you start ranking right. it on that level, that's yeah. where it's like, oh my god, like yeah, this is hard. You know what I mean? Because you can pick so many, like somebody else can come in and do this and pick a complete different top five. You know, and, so true. And, and you'll be looking at it like, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't argue with that. Like, yeah, know, Chris, you mentioned yeah. Rampage. Yeah, I, I yeah, oh. like you could have put that in there too. You know, I mean, I, I mean, honorable yeah. mentions, no doubt, are the are the songs that he did the duets with. He did one with Garnet Silk. He did one with Wayne Wonder. I mean, it those could easily be mentioned. Uh, you did. You did complaint with 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 Garnet Silk. Okay. Yeah, and then what, uh, you did. You did. With, uh, with yeah. Wayne what you gonna Wonder. do with Wayne Wonder? Yeah, that's right. I mean, Shit. in listening yeah. to those again, it's like, yo, there's not a single song on this album that is not worthy of getting another listen. Yeah. You know, it's just solid, top to bottom, man, top to bottom. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because yeah. this this past week, and I was like, I was especially Sunday, I was I was on the road a lot. So I just had this album going because I knew I was like kind of prepping for it. And mm -hmm. yeah, honestly, like I didn't other than, like I said, maybe one, maybe two songs I skipped, maybe two. I don't even know if I skipped two, which is crazy. 
you know, which, yeah. is, which is crazy. But like I said, just the way it starts, those first 10 songs, you're just like, yo, like this, like this is insane. Like this. Is I think you may, you, you may need to say 12 songs because I'm looking at the yeah. track listing right now. Yeah. I want to be loved is at number 11. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so hard. Yeah, that's true. And then it's all over. Yep. That's a yeah, hard, that's, that, that's really hard, man, to, to, to choose. And when, the, when Cal said top five, like, that's why I asked him, I said, we have to rank them or just list them? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even that Sensimilia song is dope. Like, I, I forgot about it. I played it, oh, I yeah. played it uh, earlier today, and I was like, oh, yeah. I tell you, man. Yeah, Bushu, Bushu definitely, he nailed it with this album. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, 100%. So you know what? So this leads me to my next question, right? We're talking about the greatness of this album and everything else. Now, you, you guys know how somebody can come and make something or, or create something so great that um, that it gives you like a, a universal pass from anything that they may do in the future short of murdering somebody, right? Totally. Um, mm-hmm. d- does Till Shiloh grant Buju that universal pass from any public mistakes that he would have made after this album? Like was was this album that great for you that you can just give him a bly? Are you no. talking a bly on, on with respect <laughs> to what topic? <laughs> uh well the, the the topic that ended up having him go inside for a while. No. I don't I don't I don't give anybody a bly for, you know, no matter how good your music is. Okay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cuz at the end of the day you're still a human being. This is just this is just something that you're that you're gifted at, that you're great at and you found a vehicle to to have to be able to express yourself to the mm-hmm. to the globe, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, you're still a part of the human race. So if you if you step off that track, then I gotta treat you like anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with Chris on that. He's the, you're still a human, man. You eat, sleep, and do whatever in between, just like everybody else. So if you do something wrong, if you're guilty of it. Mm-hmm. then you should serve the time. For, but for if sure. you're not guilty of it, you may be the target of something. So For, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know what? Maybe I should word the question a little differently because I, I, I guess I, I look at it in the terms of, um, like, for example, the the long walk to freedom, like the, the whole concert series that he had when he just came out of jail in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, just his release from jail and, like, the hysteria that it caused – like I, I think to me, like it's funny. I, I think that tells you that no matter his trans, his transgressions, he still gets a pass. Not, not, not a pass mm-hmm. that like you don't you like because he like he shouldn't serve the time or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like people looked at that and, and it and it didn't change their perception of him. You know what I mean? Like to but, the point where it's like people were like those thousands of people waiting for him at the airport. When, oh yeah, when when that that yeah. whole when that whole thing of you know the the first city to have his concert. Remember, it was supposed to be Trinidad before, and Jamaica mm-hmm. raised mm-hmm. such a such a stink. Which honest, honest, understandably, I'm like, I get. I'm like, you can't have a, a Buju's first concert and and outside not of, anywhere yeah. outside of Jamaica. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. even, even I was right. like, yeah, selfishly, I'm like being a treaty. I'm like, yeah, I would love it to be. <laughs> I would love that to be in Trinidad, but I'm like, yeah, I I totally get. You know what I mean? But yeah, totally. Yeah, just I just think like it 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 kind of gives you like the the work that he put out, and I mean, and the subsequent work he put out after that was so great. It's like it it kind of gives you like 
that universal love. So like even when you make those mistakes and you make those slip ups, like the people are still with you strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, but I think, I mean, the, the circumstances of why he was incarcerated right. was still in question. So that's why you became a, a greater supporter of him because of what he put out before he went in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The body of work that was put out was so conscious. And then he gets put in for something such as that. It, it just didn't necessarily equate to why he was put in. So you'd be it like, well. An av right, and it'd be an advocate for him to say, okay, well, it's about time he got let out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. in that in that period of time, people would just become more aware of his music and know how how strong it was and how impactful it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once you're a celebrity, once you're on a celebrity status, people are going to give you that love that a regular civilian may not have, have gotten just because True. you're on that celebrity status. Because, True. you know, we, we look at celebrities as non-human. Like, we're <laughs> human and they're above us. Yeah. But when you're somebody like, like Abuju and you're singing, a lot of your music is about the pain of the people. Yes. Then that, that basically multiplies that love even further. Because of the content of, of music that, that he does, you're going you're gonna to hold this love for him that for my, like for me, for example, I wasn't sure if he was, you know, I, the whole case sounded funny, but my right. love for him because of some of the music he's done and, and what it's meant to me. Mm. And it wasn't like Buju stuff really like, like held a place in me in a conscious manner more than a, as a DJ in the nightclub, even though I love playing his stuff like on, like in a nightclub and mix shows, but right. stuff like till I'm laid to rest and stuff like, one of my all-time favorite Buju songs that to this day when I play, it takes me to where I need to be. It, it like refocuses me. And that's Destiny. Oh, yeah. You know, like, tune, like, Desti tune, Destiny tune, tune. Me, like Destiny for me, the reason why that song touched somebody like me is he, he was talking about how I, how I thought even before he made that song. That was, my, that was my way of thinking. I don't need to be like you. If the world says we're supposed to walk this way, I was always that guy that, why can't I walk over there instead? So yeah. that song to me was perfect, like perfect for somebody like me. So when a guy like that goes in, you're going to hold him in a certain place. And 10 years later, your love for him is going to be a little different than you might have had for like, you know, like, let's say an R. Kelly, for example. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Because an R. Kelly isn't doing music the, his music wasn't about you know the heartbeat of the of the poor people of the streets right you know when you when you touch the streets and you touch the foundation like people's people's hearts like that you know that that's like shit that goes on for that love goes on for decades man yeah you know that's I mean? that becomes un, un, like unconditional really oh yeah oh yeah definitely <laughs> well well i think some of, some some of it too is because you know, we're talking about this album, but we're also talking about the the memories that came from this album too, right? The memories that you may have for yourself in your life that like it just it just hit a certain way. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like because those those memories are so impactful to you and it's sometimes it's associated with like songs from this album, for example, that it's I don't want to say that that person can't do no wrong, but it just it just hits a little different. You know what I mean? If if yeah. a certain person gets like, you know, we, we always see celebrities go through their situations. As you said, they're human, so they, they may have their different situations or transgressions. But 
when certain artists, you know who they are, because it's, it, it's different for everybody. But when certain people get into a slip up or something, you're kind of like, ah, shit, no, you know, like, <laughs> like that's this funny. That's how I felt. With, that's how I felt with him. Like, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until like, the, like the case was closed, and you know, we was mm-hmm. going inside, and that's when I was like, oh man, like shit, really? Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. it's like I just didn't believe. It's like I didn't want to believe it, you know? Yeah. To that, I actually still don't believe that what happened. I think it was a, it was a, I think it was a setup, but maybe I'm a conspiracist. But <laughs> I think it was a setup. Well, yeah, yeah. I have my thoughts on that whole thing, but yeah. it's a it's a off the air conversation. You right? Know sure, I mean? sure, yeah, sure, for yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. You know, I want to be sure. able to start my car tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But like like yeah. I said, just just thinking about like when he came out, like just being on the positive when he came out a couple of years ago was such, like just thinking back on it, it was such a major movement that it just shows you like how much love a creative can get in our community, especially when they make a great piece of work, like and especially when it comes to music, you know, as West Indians as as of the culture, like we we just we protect them at all costs, you know, as history has shown, mm-hmm. you know. Like that, that yes. to me is like, like, like I said, I, I wish I made the attempt to go to, to, you know, to go to one of those concerts. I would have been, I'm sh- cause I know people who went and they were like, yo, it was probably like one of the most amazing experiences of their life. And it just like, damn, like it was like that. But I, I'm like, it hurt to miss it. was that? It, no, it hurt to miss it. Cause I was trying to go to the one in the, in the Bahamas and I, I, I ended Ooh. up not making it. And that, that haunted me for weeks. <laughs> That's crazy, though. That's crazy. But I mean, along along the line of what you guys are saying is that when he came out, he seemed more conscious than before he went in. Yeah, understandable. I mean, he he, I mean, he could have, but he could have come out bitter and angry, you know, at at what happened based on the Mm -hmm. fact. I mean, so many people don't think he was guilty of what it was. Right. But he came out and he was just on a different level, a higher level of consciousness. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, so, and, I'm, and thank yeah. God though, because I think I think if he hadn't gone inside, and I don't mean jail wise, I mean inside himself. I think right. you know you risk it destroying you. Yes, that's true. You know that's what I mean. True. So if you want to hold on to that person that the world that was able to touch the world, the you know they say in every negative there's a positive. The positive mm-hmm. from that is he went inside and he came out the the person even stronger as that person that touched you, that touched the community that was speaking to the street. You know, you see, if he didn't do that, I think, I think it could have, it could have destroyed him because if you send me away for 10 years for something that, that there's a possibility I didn't do, right. You know, that's a dangerous place, man. You know what I mean? Yes, it's true. Very true. man. But, but like I said, I just think that, you know, we're, we're, I think we're just as a community, we're very protective of somebody like him because and you and you and you see like from the concerts, from the amount of different artists from like, you know, especially for like hip hop and R&B that that are, that are still, you know, working with him, you know, are made sure yes. to them because I know he came out with, a, with an album this year. I think it was Upside Down 2020. and It was good. Like it was a, it was yeah. a good album, but it just shows you that like, yo, like this guy still has a lot of love, man. Like he like he still received extremely well. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's crazy because some people, when, especially when they're, they're, they're gone for that long, you don't know how exactly they're going to come back. You know what true. I mean? That's, That's funny. very true. It's, it's funny you said that, Calvin, because one of my fears was I remember thinking, please, please let his voice still be there. 
And then when I saw the when I saw clips of the show, I could tell like the first show, the one he, he did in Jamaica, it's like he was going easy at first. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few times where he where he opened up and I was like, Oh yeah. You heard the you heard you heard that boju, you know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't take that away from him. Because that was the one thing you were hoping they didn't take from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was yeah. that was that power, like that power in his voice. You know? Yeah. So sure. it was nice to see that was still there. That's boju, man. That's boju for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so with with that said, I guess um I guess kinda of to wrap up, but like what is your I guess what is your lasting impressions on on this body of work? Any I'm gonna I'm gonna this? I'm gonna sum it up for myself in reference to the name of the album. Mm-hmm. It Kill Shiloh means forever. And to me, this album will always for and forever be a classic. Done. Definitely. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, once again. Definitely. I, I could sign that. <laughs> One hundred percent. Where where I would I would um, add on to that is for me, again, as a as a DJ, it has certain tracks for me for partying, and to and to take a party to to a different level, like Rampage, like mm-hmm. Only Man. Mm-hmm. But yep. but like I said, um, till I'm laid to rest will always be just man. It's like it's like you. You basically like like walk into another dimension when I hear that song. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm it's like I'm I'm on the motherland. I'm with my people. You know the room goes dark, and that's a positive dark. You know what I mean? Mm. So that song, that's every time I see that album, I think of that song, and it's like it'll always mean something to me. You know, like like that 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 album will always mean something to me, and especially because of that track. A couple of things, I guess, it, it, it brings to, to mind for me. So so number one, to touch on what you were saying before, Kevin, like even the album cover, like, you know, there's some there's, you know, I know you guys love your music heavy, but like there are certain albums that as soon as you see the album cover, you, it doesn't even have to say the name, just the mm-hmm. artwork or the picture of it. As soon as you see it, you're like, it just immediately brings up like, oh, my God, like it brings up not just great memories, but you're almost like. Shit, do I have time to listen to this right now? Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this right now. Like it, it just, it kind of, yeah, it kind of brings that whole, just that whole sense of like, sense of love and just like you just need to like, it's just nothing but incredible memories come from it, you know. And yes. and and then for me, it's like you know, thinking about the last couple of days, you know, just comparing it to other great albums in that space and time, like you know, like you look at like. The Illmatic cover, for example, I know we're for the Nas and the oh, yeah. in this, but like as soon as you see the Illmatic cover, you know what mm-hmm. it is. You see the you know Midnight Marauders or Low End Theory album, you know what it is. You see Mary J. Blige, the My Life cover, like the, in bronze, not in bronze, but like in silver or a platinum color. As soon as you see that, you're just like, yep, you know, you know what it is. Jodeci, you know, from like Diary of a Mad oh, yeah. like. When you see certain album covers, you just know, like, oh man, this 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 is like complete greatness, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's like when you when you're looking at it from that perspective, it's like just looking at the album cover to me alone, it's just it just it evokes that kind of thought for me. But and then on top of that too, like when you really sit back and think of this, and this is where it's kind of like a little Stevie Wonderish in the sense where not just were like and just i guess in the sense where you can make that same level of music at such a young age this guy was like 21 when he yep. made this like he yep. was 21 22 wow. years old when he made 22 this. Yeah, yeah 21 22 that's right 
Like so that's so my that, son. My son's age. You imagine that? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, that's, so, that's hey, son. Why don't you go make us make an album? You know, <laughs> do better. Here's your reference point. I <laughs> thought <laughs> I'm going to tell my son tonight. Do better. <laughs> oh boy, he might he might need another twenty years, man. You know, yeah. but, you know what Buju? You know what people like Buju is doing at your age. and you can't can't wash the dishes (laughs) yeah you need to make an album like this if you can't wash the dishes properly you gotta make an album like this you know (laughs) that's 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 all pressure that's real pressure but but that's the thing to me like to have that kind of like that profound level of insight and maturity in his songs for that age and that's what I mean where it gets a little Stevie Wonder-ish or a little Nas because because just like when I think of those guys when they made like, like especially when Stevie Wonder in the seventies was making all those classic albums, oh, he was amazing. like, he was like the same age. He was like in his early twenties. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where like those songs you're still listening to like forty something years from 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 when they were released, they're still playing in commercials. They're still shutting yeah, down say, award shows. You know. But can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What helps? What helps? Um, um, young men or young women at that age put out material like that though is it all depends on where you're at in your life if you're like somebody like my son for example and he was raised in in the suburbs you know mother and father around you know good home it's a little different than if you were raised where at like at 20 20 years old 21 you you've already seen murder you know right. what i mean you're on yeah, the street sure. You know, it's it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, for example, I mean, he's blind. I mean, what more what more could be said? He's mm-hmm. blind in this world. Uh, you know, uh, like Abuju, the stuff he's he had already seen by the time he was twenty twenty one. Yeah. You could now go go within and put out material like that. So so sometimes what makes these people great too is what we may not want. Like I wouldn't want my child to go through what they went through, but they took it and flipped it and made something great out of it to touch others. But their life was totally different than the average 21 year old's life should be. So you understand true. what I mean? So true. Yeah. So A solid statement. Very solid statement there. And to touch on that too, like you, and you think of like some of the best albums or best bodies of work, like historically when it comes to music, a lot of times it came from pain, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of yep. times when you, when you hear like the backstory of, how this album was made. And I'm not saying this is, I'm just using this as an example. You hear like this artist was on drugs. You know what I mean? Like somebody in their family died and it just, they just put mm-hmm. all their, their, their work into, you know, the, like the, this album or like the, you know, their body, like, sorry, they, they put all their work into um, their craft at that time to kind of get mm-hmm. their mind away from it. And sometimes that wasn't even enough. Cause you heard, you know, later, like, you know, so-and-so artists might've spiraled, after even making like a great album and you're sitting there like, how can you be upset or how can you be sad when you made this? Like you should be the happiest person in the world, but not knowing it's like, that was like a release for you, you know? Right. So, yeah. it's, so it's like, you know, even, and even maybe even performing it in concert or doing it in songs kind of brings you back to those dark moments. So maybe that's why mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a little weird for you to perform it in certain stages too. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a whole circle of like just the whole, you know, inside of, of, making an album like every time i think of like it's funny one of my favorite stories with that and i always i always say is um 
is Marvin Gaye because Marvin Gaye has an album. Oh my gosh, what is it called? I think it's called "Here, My Dear," right? And the album that he made for his ex. Right, that's the story. Yeah, exactly. He made that album to like to instead of to pay alimony, he made that album for his ex-wife. So he meant to make that like just a throwaway trash um, album, but then he <laughs> fell in love with the concept so much he put out like one of his greatest albums. You know, right. but it just tells you like when you see the backstory because you know that again came from pain. So what you, to lend to what you were yeah. saying earlier, Kevin, like like the fact that he lost people and. You know, and and different things like it's it like he put that into his work, you know. But but yeah. to, but to me to reach that inside at that age, because I remember what I was doing when I was twenty one and twenty two. <laughs> it wasn't nothing near like that. Nope. <laughs> well, well, you, you know what, Calvin? I could I could say this, and I don't mean this to. Well, I can't even say I'm saying it to be in a bragging way because there's nothing braggish about this. It's it's sad, but I understood. People like Buju and people like Nas and, you know, at that young age. And reason being, I experienced something similar to that where, you know the story, Kevin, when I was 18 years old, one of my teammates, my basketball teammates, died right in front of us at one of my oh. parties, a oh, party thanks. I was DJing at. He got stabbed. He got stabbed to death. And we watched him take his last breath. And I was 18 years old. Wow. So the reason I understand people like Buju and them, and when they make albums at 2021, is because when you witness things like that at a young age, you never come back. Your, your childhood or your youth has been ripped from you that day, and then you go into a certain place where you're different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. So after, after witnessing that murder and watching that unfold, I was never the same. And I found I, that's how I kind of function. So some people might understand you, some people might not, but you didn't care because you went through this porthole that a lot of people didn't go through, thank goodness, and you're never the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you look at the world totally different than the average person when you witness murder, especially when it's somebody you know in front of your eyes. Mm -hmm. So hearing somebody like that make tracks like that in certain rappers, like when I hear Nas' story, for example, I, I've always, when I was 20, 21, I got it. I used to be like, I get exactly what some of these people are talking about. You may not tell everybody, but there's something in you that died on that day, but somebody else came out of it that's different than the average person walking next to you. Wow. That's mm -hmm. deep. No, you know, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. It makes total that's, sense, actually. It does make sense. Wow. That's deep, sense. Chris. <laughs> You're like I'm, I'm. I'm kind of impressed with him now. <laughs> hey, honestly, that was just off the cuff. It just popped in my head because you know it's 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 a reality, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately that you live in because I wouldn't want that for anybody. You know what yeah. I mean? But everything you do moving forward, you do on a different level where you're not really concerned about people's actions towards it, and that could lead you to greatness. Wow, yeah, that's true too. That is true. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, before we, we wrap up, I got to shout out the like uh, one of the main producers um, of this album because I, I, it's funny because, I mean, I'm not like I don't listen to reggae like that where like I know like the deep history of it. But um, mm -hmm. but a Donovan Jermaine, like oh, he yeah. was like the main producer of this album, as well as uh, Lisa Cortez. Yeah, Bobby Digital do a couple of tracks. Sylvester Gordon do a couple of tracks and put their touches on this album as well. But like a, a Donovan Germain needs to be lifted as well, 
No doubt. Yes. Because, like his, his fingertips are all over this album. You know, yep. and, and every I think it's every track actually. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Give, give or take, maybe like a couple, but he he's, yeah. he pretty much either produced or co-produced pretty much everything on this. So, yeah. um, it's funny, like you don't hear his name revered, like you know what I mean. And maybe it is, maybe maybe it is, and I'm I have it wrong, but like to me, I'm like, why am I only hearing hearing this name in like in a legendary space now? Well, I mean, I mean to to to, to shed a little bit of light, he he actually had his own record label. Okay. At the time as well, right. so a lot of stuff that Buju did came out on came his out label, label so. and then he just Buju just stuck with him, you know. So maybe that I was mean, just a part of his his greatness, was just the fact that he had a right. a, a home for him. Well, one thing to to add to that, I mean, this, and I, I don't mean to, to to outshine anybody in terms of knowledge of what's going on, but mm-hmm. this this was released on uh, Loose Cannon, right? Loose Cannon from Polydor, okay. and he he was uh, Buju's second album was actually on mercury records so he the lady lisa cortez worked at mercury mm-hmm. she left mercury to start her own label loose cannon and buju just stuck with her stuck with okay. her loyalty you know so that's loyal he was loyal to, to to um to donovan just as much as he was loyal to to lisa nah man bring so the, bring the knowledge bring the knowledge man i didn't know this <laughs> yeah that's that's the kind of thing i mean that's how deep i read into things and mm-hmm. and in knowing that that's just uh, sort of a testament to the type of person buju was even then yeah. you know being loyal to the people that will really really they have really had your back so yeah. and, and are doing right, right by you it's a, and that's important too that's an important trait too to have right yeah very yeah for sure. Yeah, that's that's For sure. that's interesting. But like, yeah, you just like I said. I mean, like I I've heard Bobby Digital and stuff. Like I've you know I've heard his name, but it's like Donovan Jermaine. I'm like, huh? Like that's that's, that's interesting. How come I haven't heard the name like this? And then when when you're looking through like the the linear notes and stuff, you're just like, yo, like this man was all over this. Like all over. What the <laughs> yeah, hell? he's all over it. What the yep. hell? It does. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, what's the Ready to Die? Like Ready to Die. Um. You know, we always hear about DJ Premier and this this producer, that producer on it. But the person that that did most of the tracks, a lot of the tracks on the album was uh, Easy Mo B. Easy Mo, yep, Easy that's right. Mo, oh, Easy Mo, Mo B. B. Easy like, Mo, yeah. Like he was, he mean he made that sound for Craig Mack. That too, right? But, right. So but, I mean, but that was you, even before Biggie. But when you talk about Bad Boy and stuff, you you talk about Puffy, you talk about Big, you talk about Craig Mack, Mace. You yeah. talk about everybody else, but you never hear this man's name. And he was responsible for, like, I think at least six or seven songs on that album. When you're like, yo, how come nobody talks about Easy Mo B? Like, I knew who he was, but I'm yeah. like, but mm. the, the average person, like, you never hear Not. his name. That's true. And he made some of the best stuff on that album, too. So it's. Yeah, it's, they weren't just songs, they were hits. Yeah, they were hits. But, yeah, for they, sure. They were hits. So that that's where it kind of reminds me of a little bit where it's like, yo, how come I'm not hearing this man's name like this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to like to like a major level. Because, again, like it's funny. I, I Before we go, like I, I read somewhere where, um, where, where Bounty Killer was naming this album as like one of the very best reggae albums ever made. Oh, nice. it, like on a high level. Like, I don't know if he compared it to Bob Marley, but it was like, like he holds that album in such high esteem. You know, oh, nice. and it's like, yo, that's 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 a crazy look for you know for somebody to to, to see. But on your competitor, that, yeah, <laughs> well that too, right? That too, yeah, that too. And I mean, what what they say, steel sharpens steel. So you know, a samurai knows another ooh. samurai. Right? Wow, nice, nice. Yeah. That is true. But like I said, man, you just just to wrap up, like it's it's 
you know, things like this. And, and this is why I, I love having like doing these type of episodes is because like things like this need to be celebrated. This is actually my first non hip hop R&B type of album that we're reviewing like this. But it, but they nice. need to be celebrated, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, yeah. it, you're, you're going to burn a big head tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, how, you, how you know I ain't start? <laughs> good point. Good point. That's true. Yeah, that's that's true. what's kept them going, man. What's wrong? You know? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say I'll say something to the listeners that if you don't have this album because it's being released soon as a anniversary edition, you have to get it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, Cal, if you're going to mention that, but I'm beating you to the punch and i'm saying that this is one that you have to add to your playlist your collection yeah. your whatever that you listen to music on from top to bottom top to bottom yeah it's so. it's, it's, it's a nece- it's a necessary um tool for your for your um for your collection for sure absolutely without a doubt without a doubt all right so on that note fellas brothers listen man thank you so much uh for hopping on the app today it's uh it's definitely thank been a you. pleasure it's definitely man, thank you man yeah no problem no problem no cal i i do have to extend a thank you for sure man there was uh you know there was never a no that was going to come out of my mouth especially <laughs> when you mentioned what we're talking about so i i appreciate the extension chris always fam from however long and i appreciate the the fact that you guys included me on I'm having some input with this one now. Yeah, no, no, no question, yes. and, and especially because you know, like part of the reason, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, you were part of Rock and Soul, baby. You, that, that there you go, legendary there you go. record store, <laughs> legendary Malvern, Malvern, Malvern Mall, man. Like you gotta, you know, you well, gotta, you, hey, you listen, gotta pay homage. Let people know. Let people know who may not have been from Toronto about like what Rock and Soul was. Actually, oh boy! Yes, do 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 that, and then <laughs> you know what? Do that, and then I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna step away from the mic. You do that, and then you plug your show, and then Chris, you can do the same. Go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> rock and soul was a staple part of the music scene back in the '90s in Toronto, Malvern Town Center. Big shout out to the Malvern crew. Uh, lots of talent came out of that area, and we were so fortunate to be in that area at the time to help with music and the outlet of music. Um, again, a pivotal time for R&B, hip-hop, reggae, dancehall. And that was just a huge input and influence on my life. So in terms of that, it leads me to the fact that I was DJ before money. that. And, and Chris. Yeah, Chris was there too. <laughs> Malvern, man. Malvern! Uh, Chris was there. He knew what was going on. He saw the changes. He was yep. part of it as well. He's one of the leaders in the, 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 the R&B hip-hop scene. Um, for myself, I was DJing before, continued to DJ, and as Kelsey mentioned, I uh, have two radio shows on My Line Radio. Uh, if you're all the soca heads out there, on a Thursday, it's three hours of strictly soca from 2 until 5 p.m., North American Eastern Standard Time. And on Friday night, from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a, a show called Island Fusion Fridays. Uh, which is a mix of, of all kind of stuff, um, touching on the classics, similar to what we just talked about today. So that's it. Tell us about what's up also on the on the on the uh, on the website. Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, Worker Productions is a side part of is one of the 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 uh, personalities that I have 
to to stay to keep it a little separate from the urban things and the R and B and hip hop. But um, yeah, the Thursday is yeah. I'll touch on that. The the Thursday don't be is shy. don't be shy. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the the Thursday is again a show called Walk Hours. I didn't mention that. Um, yes, and actually I will say fetnet.com, uh, I'm still a staple part of that as much as there are events not really happening. We still try to stay relevant with what's going on, uh, in the Caribbean entertainment scene. I got involved with Fetnet in 1998 and have been a part of it on the music aspect of it, the, the media aspect, um, whether it be pictures, whether it be videos, we try to cover things, and we're always a part of the number one reigning Toronto mass band ever, Louis Salvi, the Mass Gay Club. So had to put that in there. And, 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 and also, <laughs> and also, just going back to the Rock and Soul store, I bought the um, "You're All I Need to Get By" the <laughs> the uh, Method Man and, and Mary J. Blige single with the RZA with the RZA mix and the Puff Daddy yes. mix. I actually still have that CD in my basement. I actually what? found it a few weeks ago. So I just wanted to shout you out. I wasn't even living in Toronto then, but I still remember where I bought that that what? that that CD single. It wasn't even the album; I... it was a CD single. I still remember where. Yes, I bought that's it. right. Because that's was, the only place you could get the remix. It was. A, <laughs> 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 and it was it was that rocket. So go ahead, Chris. Yes. Plug, plug yourself. Let me step away from the mic again. Okay, for me, after you listen to this podcast, only after you listen to this podcast, go check me um, on on the Limer's Corner podcast. You can catch it uh, at uh, YouTube. Uh, jump on Chris Nice LLC. That's C H R I S N I C E. LLC and check out uh, the Limer's Corner podcast. I also do a radio show um, right before Kevin. Actually, I do a radio show on MyLine.com called uh, the Grooves and Rhythms uh, Mix Show. It's on from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's each and every Friday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. each and every Friday. And on Sunday, I also do a mix called uh, the Sunday Lounging Mix. I do that on on Twitch. And um, soon on uh, Mixcloud. But right now it's on Twitch at uh, DJ Chris Nice. So twitch.tv slash DJ Chris Nice. And uh, if you need to get at me, get at me at chrisnice.com. That's chrisnice.com. And, uh, you know, if you need to book me for anything or anything of that nature. And got a couple of things coming down the, um, the pipeline. But, you know, hopefully I'll be back on this podcast to tell you, tell you guys when um, these things are coming uh, down the pipeline or popping out of the pipeline. You know, if I'm blessed to be back on this podcast, because like I said, in one of the podcasts I was on with Calvin before, he has a way of putting me in the janitor's uh, room for a couple of years. And, you know? <laughs> beside, beside the bleach. Beside the bleach. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right, brothers. Thank you. All right. Thanks again, Good talking to you, Chris. All right. Good catching up, fellas. Thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the Av Podcast. And thank you for lending me your ears as always. Special shout out goes out to DJ Chris Nice and Walk Up Productions for hopping on the Av to discuss Buju's classic album, Till Shiloh. Make sure you add that one to your playlist right now if you don't already have it on there. Please look out for the annual year end wrap up episode, the MVPs of 2020. Even though we're experiencing one of the worst years ever. 
there were people in situations that we really need to shine a positive light on. Uh, that one, is, as usual, is going to be out the last week of the year. Make sure you look out for that. And for you basketball fans out there, I have a bunch of content for you. A bunch. So with the NBA season starting Tuesday, I'll be releasing the annual NBA previews of the Western and Eastern Conference on both Monday and Tuesday morning. And also on Monday, as I mentioned before, season five premiere of The Stoop will be out on the South Shore Ave YouTube channel. The first episode will be based on the concept of fantasy sports. So I ended up doing my own draft, an all-time fantasy basketball draft based on some of the greatest players of the last 40 years. All right, and I brought my South Shiraz family members with me, so make sure you check that out. I'll be releasing each round as his own mini episode. And to keep up with it, like and subscribe to the South Shiraz YouTube channel and leave your comments. Once again, that's going to be out on Monday. All right, so stay tuned for that. And as usual, make sure you continue to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And to check out my catalog of shows and write-ups, Make sure you subscribe to SouthShoreAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShoreAve.com. For DJ Chris Nice and Walker Productions, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the Av Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. Until the next podcast, folks, peace. For most of you, we'll see you Monday. We out.